Welcome to the Community for Coaches podcast, where we help coaches intentionally and effectively use sports to transform lives. Thanks for joining us on the Community for Coaches podcast. We have a great episode for you today from our Coach of the Year lineup. Every year, we invite Kansas City to nominate coaches who are having a transformational impact on their athletes. And this coach we're interviewing today is one of the best of the best. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the interview. All right. I'm here with David Pollard, and uh, he is a track coach and former football coach, and he has been nominated for Coach of the Year, and we're excited to have him on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great. Well, let's get into your history a little bit, um, David, and kind of hear little bit about your playing experience in, in sports and then how that took you into coaching. Sure. Well, um, I was a three-sport athlete back at Francis Hall High School in St. Louis. Uh, football, basketball, baseball. Um, really, football was kind of my my forte, uh, but uh, played those those three sports uh, 1986 through 1989. Uh, went on, played one year of football at Central Missouri State in Warrensburg. Long story short, you know, that didn't work out, but I think it was God's uh, leading to go there. Uh, had other opportunities, but uh, that's where I met my future wife. Mm. So my, my, it, was, it was tough to hang up the cleats, uh, so to speak. But, uh, you know, I, I decided, um, you know, I wanted to get into education, uh, love sports, wanted to get into coaching. Um, so I became a, a science teacher and a coach, got my start in Blue Springs, spent my whole career in Blue Springs. Um, actually retired three years ago after 25 years in the classroom, but mm. uh, coached a lot of, of different uh, middle school sports to start. Uh, began back in 1995 at Brittany Hill Middle School as a head girls basketball coach. A couple of years later, went to Hall McCarter. Uh, believe it or not, was with almost the entire our coaching staff for football was together for almost 17 seasons, wow. which at a middle school level, that's almost unheard of. That was a great experience coaching that many years. Uh, with the what do you same think group. kept everybody around for so long? What's that? What, what do you think? Why do you think people stayed? Uh, you know, um, there was such a, a good connection uh, with all of us. Um, and honestly, uh, I think I was the only one of the four coaches that uh, really had a desire eventually to uh, kind of move on to the high school level. Right. Uh, the others, they were, you know, very content at the middle school level. Um, just, and they understood the time commitment. Um, you know, they, uh, they had families and kids and they understood that, you know, that was going to be a, another big time sacrifice, but they're very content and happy staying at the middle school level. Um, but uh, yeah, so put in, you know, like 16, 17 years there um, as a, a football coach. Um, when the head coach retired, I took over as head football uh, okay. there um, for two years. Did middle school boys basketball, middle school girls basketball, and middle school boys and girls track uh, over the course of those uh, about, gosh, 17, 18 years. Um, and then kind of 
overlaying with those those end years of middle schools when I got hired to coach varsity track at Blue Springs High School. So there was a period of, you know, probably six or seven years where I, I was doing middle school uh, football, but also high school track. Um, and then, um, you know, just uh, finally got that opportunity uh, to, to uh, coach high school football at, at Blue Springs High School uh, for two seasons. Um, was that, that like that, kind of a, a, like that whole time where you were kind of putting in your time? Were you really chomping at the bit to have a, um, a full high school program or were you kind of okay and patient being there? Or what was that like? You know, initially very patient. Um, but I'll tell you what I think was really the sign that, uh, it was, it was that I was ready and, and, and it was time to, to move to the high school was when I felt like I was getting the utmost performances out of athletes. Like I was, I really had that satisfaction that I'm getting them to a high, high level, mm. uh, like in track the school record holder in the shot put school record holder in the discus um just you know getting these athletes to perform at a, a very very high level but you're with them for such a short time because you know in, in middle school track you have them for two months and you don't see them again and what's nice about high school you you get them as freshmen and then you can work with them freshman sophomore junior senior year so you have all four years you know to really yeah. be able to develop them and uh, and build from year to year, and you see that development, um, you know. And and I was ready to see if I had the ability to take a, a higher level athlete to a higher level. I was able to, you know, get a middle school athlete to perform at that higher level, and then right. I'm like, okay, that's my next challenge. Can I do the same thing and repeat that mm -hmm. at, at a high school level? Do you think? What do you think would have happened if? if you would have gotten the high school job, you know, as one of your first within the first two or three years of coaching, if you would have been handed a, a high school program, do you think you would have adapted quickly and figured it out? Or do you think the middle school years were essential for your development or necessary? Um, you know, I think I, I think I would have adapted and handled it just fine, but uh, I, you know, I think that there were certainly, um, some lessons learned, you know, in, in just when you're starting with a middle school athlete, especially in track, that that's 99.9% .9 of the time, that's their first experience. Um, now when you get to high school, uh, you know, they come in from the middle school and they've at least most of them have, have been exposed to it. So they have a little bit of foundational knowledge. So I think that was probably beneficial in that you are literally starting from scratch. And it's like, yeah. so if an athlete is, is struggling, I mean, you have that experience, you have that knowledge of going back to the bare minimum basics, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and uh, as, as a starting place. And um, it's kind of like just building a house. I mean, you know, you're literally starting with the foundation. Right. Um, like if you're, if you're, <sighs> to go with the house analogy, if all you know how to do is remodel kitchens, if the, if there's bigger problems in the house, right. You might be like, uh Oh, like I only know how to do kitchens. You know what I mean? I only know how to do flooring or something, yes. but it needs structural issues. You might be stuck as a, 
as a construction guy. So it's like in the same way as a coach, like if you only know how to kind of polish off a player who's already kind of got a lot of the, the core things, then when you get handed a year where you've got quite a few kids that need to go back to some basics, you can kind of, you can be in trouble a little bit, I would imagine. Yes. Very true. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, what's, um, what's kind of, you know, as we think about coaching, like your purpose for coaching, like, is there a story of a, of a coach that impacted you or an athlete experience you had that has been influential in your coaching? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that sticks out to me, um, you know, as an athlete, I always had the dream. And I think a lot of athletes sure would share in the, in, in this, that, you know, the dream of being a state champion, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, yeah. what, what that would be like an experience. And, uh, you know, there's so few that get to experience that when you look at the uh, magnitude of athletes that compete in all sports at all levels over all the years, there's so few that, that get to experience that. But, um, you know, I experienced a lot of success in, in high school, especially in football. Uh, we didn't, didn't have the opportunity to, you know, make it to a state championship, but yeah, I thought just the, uh, amazing experience of, of playing and competing and, and striving, you know, as, as a team for a common goal, I wanted to be able to experience, continue experiencing that. And, um, you know, my first two years of coaching at Blue Springs High School had a, a young lady that uh, had a lot of potential um, in uh, the throws and shot and discus. And we just worked so hard. Um, and, and she did develop and she did do better. But the one uh, just really frustrating uh, thing about her as a performer, it seemed like when the lights were the brightest, it was a big moment, big meet that she, it got the best of her. And in what I years just, did you coach her? Like what age? Yeah this, yeah, this would have been in, uh, 2009, 2010, and then, uh, 2010, 2011. Got it. And, um, so, yeah, it was the for track season, the, the 10 and 11 season. So, you know, she she made it to state in shot put her junior and uh, did not perform well. And it was very difficult because we knew she could do so much better. Came back her senior year, qualified for state, uh, both discus and shot put. Discus was the first day and it was so crushing to watch her coming in as the number one seed in the state and she didn't even make finals didn't even make finals i can remember her coming over to me and uh it was uh it was difficult i mean we're both in tears you know um i said you know what i'm hurt you're hurt we we knew you had the potential to be a state champion in the discus you came in as the number one seed and it didn't happen but we have to process this we have to deal with this we have to come back tomorrow because you have shot put. This is it. This is the last competition of your high school career. So I wrote her a note that night. Um, <laughs> I, I was in my room at the hotel and I got to thinking, man, I just have to give her some, some, and we, we talked a lot about, you know, overcoming, 
but I just felt compelled to write her a note of encouragement and gave her some, uh, some scriptures to mm -hmm. read, to meditate on. And the one story that came to mind was about David and Goliath. And I said, man, tomorrow you need to be David. You have to be David. And Goliath is that failure. It, it keeps coming back and taunting you. You know, those big moments, it's like, you're going to fail. Mm. You can't, you can't beat me. I'm going to beat you. Mm. So like I had mentioned earlier, um, you know, when we're talking beforehand, she won the state championship on her last throw. Wow. And <laughs> I, wow. I had a hat on and I was just beside myself and I held the hat up. Hmm. <laughs> I said, uh, Here's Goliath. He just chopped his head off. Wow. So <clears throat> I think you can tell what I put into coaching. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> You're great. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I invest my heart and my soul. <laughs> into my athletes and uh you know to see to see that young lady overcome and be a state champion <laughs> it was it was a, a david and goliath moment it was a david and goliath moment mm. you know she's uh hopefully she's going to continue to remember that you know in <laughs> in life when um you know, she, she's going to face other Goliaths in her life. She's married now. Um, you know, I try to keep up with all my athletes uh, over the years um, and encourage them. You know, I tell them, I'm your coach for life. It's not those four years of high school. It's, it's a commitment to you for your life. And I, I tell my athletes, this is a microcosm of life. You know, that moment, think of how you never gave up. And, you know, you fought so hard and you faced your Goliath. You faced that and you conquered it. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was at uh, Lincoln University in Jeff City, man. You know, I there was probably five, 6,000 people in the stands and, um, my parents were there. Um, I know that they were so proud, you know, cause they, they knew how hard we'd worked for that, yeah. but, um, you know, that made it all, all those years. <laughs> I said, sometimes I told my dad, sometimes I think, uh, I needed a couch next to the, uh, shot put ring because, I almost needed to counsel her like after practice every day, you know, it's like, all right, you lay on the couch, let's talk about, you know, cause she was, you know, just a su super emotional, wore her emotions on her sleeves, you know, and, and, and just, I had to just really feel like I was counseling her a lot, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, gosh, 
I cut my teeth on that state champion. And I think, boy, after all of that, I felt like, man, it's going to be easy <laughs> coaching all those other athletes from here on at the high school level. Cause I just uh, invested my heart and soul in a, um, you know, her for those two years. So boy, and, and you can tell the emotions, you know, that was, uh, that was over 10 years ago. Wow. But, uh, such such ago. A, a blessing. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story. And just, I think it's almost like, I feel like sometimes as a coach, like, I just want to be like, almost like military service. It's like, thank you for your service. Like, it's <laughs> like changing. I really do believe it's powerful. I think it's changing our, um, it's just a huge investment in the next generation that's going to shape the kind of leaders and people, you know, and, Absolutely. and even if she, you know, she doesn't become president of the United States, it's like, she's going to have kids and she's going to be a great mom and a better mom for that experience. And, or, or whatever it is, she might do something else, but I'm saying it, that experience is going to be powerful um, for, for her in the future and, and how she, carries out her life and then also how she invests in her own kids, you know? And so it's just, it's just really important stuff. So thank you for, for that. Not every, not everybody invests that much. And so when you do that, um, it's never, I think the investments we make in people um, are without a doubt, the most important investments we make in the world, you know, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I always felt like if, uh, if I could just make the difference in one athlete, like a life changing, right. Life altering uh, difference. Yeah. Then if they can do the same, you know, it's just going to just continue uh, changing the world one person at a time. Yeah. If even if it took you 10 years of coaching to have one transformational impact on one athlete, I still believe it's worth it. I hope you have more that you impact. Yes. I hope I have more that I impact than just one. But even if it's, if it takes all that and there's just one kid that's life's totally different, um, they have a different result in a lot of ways because of you, that is worth the 10, 15, 20 years of investing and in coaching in, in the sport, I believe. So absolutely. Um, yeah. What, um, I mean, man, I think you've kind of already talked about your purpose. Is there anything you'd like to add about like when, how did that, experience maybe like really shape how you think about your purpose and coaching moving forward? Well, you know, I think that really how I was approaching it was probably from the same standpoint before as, as, as after, you know, I would sit down with the athletes in the room before the season started. And I'm like, you know, uh, you probably think that, you know, I'm going to start talking about track first, you know, but I said, I'm going to talk to you guys about, you know, what I want uh, our relationship to be. Basically, I said, you know, this is going to be a microcosm of life. So <laughs> we're going to apply our experiences from a coach and athlete standpoint, uh, the, the highs and the lows and the challenges, we're, we're going to apply that to life. And I said, ultimately, I want you to be a better person. I want you to be a better student. 
I want you to be a better daughter, a better aunt, uncle, on and on and on. And I said, ultimately, that's what I want. I want you to be the best thrower, of course. But the most important thing to me is that I encourage you to be the very best person that you can be. Um, you know, without opening the Bible and, and preaching, you know, that, that song, you know, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Yeah. I think I've had the pleasure of a few students actually contacting me, um, you know, later on. And sometimes you, you may never know the difference that you make. You may never hear back from them. And if you're fortunate enough, you do. And um, I have had that pleasure of hearing back from a few that said, you know, I saw something in you, coach, and it was authentic. Um, it wasn't you just saying whatever. It wasn't just a job to you. Um, you weren't just going through the motions. I felt that what you said you truly believed and you lived the way that you, you know, you walked the talk. And they're in a difficult spot, but they reached out to me recently, had my number and said, you know, uh, I, I kind of need your help again. You know, you helped me back then and you're the one person I can trust. You're the one person that, that I consider a true friend. So that, I mean, that's all worth it. I mean, everything that you've done. And for me, over 27 years now, yeah, it's all worth it when, when yeah. you have those moments. Yeah. What do you, I'm curious, kind of what you, what are your thoughts on, you talk about love being important, you know, obviously the role of like, say, um, a husband to a wife or a father to his kids, but what, within the role of a coach to player, what do you think love actually looks like in that, in those two roles, you know, for the coach to, to show that, what does that actually look like? Yeah. It's, I, I just think about, uh, you know, their performance doesn't change how you do mm -hmm. them, treat them, care for them. Right. You know, um, if they go out there and they follow all three, it doesn't change anything about how I care for you. If you go out right. there and win the state championship, well, that's awesome, but it doesn't make me care for you anymore. You know, it's all, I think all about them seeing that unconditional, unconditional love. Right. Yeah. It's powerful. What advice do you have for other coaches, whether they're new coaches or just coaches in general, what advice do you have for them? To, um, you know, I think a lot of coaches would probably say they would love to have exceptional or extraordinary performances, whatever sport, you know, if they had an athlete do something just spectacular, I think they all want that. But my challenge would be how exceptional, how extraordinary can you be as a coach? You know, we all say, yeah. you know, but given a hundred percent, you know, the, the shirts, hundred percent commitment. And I, I think about all those, those sayings that, you know, that the athletes can, you know, earn these t-shirts that show that they've accomplished, you know, whatever. But, uh, Is you know, the coach it's doing that. 
it's Is the coach giving a hundred percent. You don't want that from the athletes, but are you willing to do something extraordinary and, and exceptional as a coach to show them and demonstrate, Hey, this is how committed I am. You know, we want you to be 100% committed. Am I 100% committed? And I, I mean, another little, I just, I, get, I have to give this story when it comes to that. I had an athlete. She just fell shy of being a state champion. She had a second place, third place, fourth place, and fifth place in, in state. The elusive number one uh, just remained elusive. But in the shot put, she she kept kept kind of popping up and throwing a flat flat throw. And I said, look, if you would just elevate your throw, you know, get it up at a good 45 degree angle and, and drive through it. I said, you would be shocked at how much further you could throw it. I said, I know it's in you. And she just kept doing it. And I said, I, I have to uh, do something right now and she goes what and i said stay here i opened the gate and i drove my mercury mountaineer into the middle of the shot vector between about 20 and 30 feet and i parked it there and her mom was there i was near the end of practice and she goes coach pollard she goes you're not really serious you're not gonna have her throw right now i said i am dead serious i said is there a chance she puts it through my window i said yes but now she understands how much i believe in her wow and her mom was just like, you, you, oh, she's like, I don't even know if I can watch this. And there was another athlete there, a friend of hers, and got out the her camera or her phone camera was videoing it. Um, and uh, I said, I'm, I'm dead serious. I said, this is how much I believe that that you can do it. This is me not just saying I believe in you. I'm putting my Mercury Mountaineer out there in the shot vector that you can throw it over. And she did. And she goes, coach, I have never been so nervous in all my life. I said, but look, you know, I believed in you. All right. That's how much I believe in you, that you can do it. All right. And I said, now I'm going to take it a step further. And she goes, oh, what now? I sat up on top of my Mercury Mountaineer. And I said, now I want you to throw it over me. And she's like, no, you can't be serious. I said, yes, because I know you have even more in you. And sure enough, I sat there and it went over my shoulder. And I said, man, I said, that is a great throw. Now you do that at state and we're going to be in the mix for a state championship. So now that's good story. That's a good story. It's a bold story. I like it. I like it. Wow. What, um, We've kind of been talking about this, but what what do you think makes a coach transformational in an athlete's life versus transactional? Like you've got a lot of experience, I guess, with sounds like you've got experience with some athletes. You've had quite that effect yeah. on what, what do you think's maybe the, the nugget of truth or the key to to other coaches learning how to have that kind of impact? Um honestly, the, the sport has to come second. I mean, you have, you have to just go in there and like, I'm, I'm here to build relationships. Mm. And, um, you know, it's when I think the difference, obviously, of transformational and transactional is, is more, you know, uh, warm and cold. I mean, you, you're, you're, you're intimate when it comes to being transformational. I mean, you know the person. 
Um, you know, I could, I could go through my phone right now and pull up athletes names and numbers from 10, 12 years ago. And sometimes I'll just shoot them a text. How you doing? How's life going? Yeah. And encourage them. Um, yeah. And what you've talked about, like with, with athletes that are really struggling with fear or self-doubt, like those are pretty intimate emotions. They're feeling that you're, it's not just like fear, change your technique. It's like, you're, you're really wrestling with them in their, their inner struggles. Um, yeah. It's, it's a sacrifice. You, you have, if you want to be transformational, you're going to sacrifice, you're going to sacrifice time because you may end up spending 30, 40 minutes after practice and just sitting down on the grass and talking to them mm. about whatever to, to help them out. Um, I have driven uh, recently for a young lady that was basically uh, homeless. And I had to go and drive her, pick her up and drive her to practice. Mm. And to make up some meets that she missed because of some uh, life circumstances, we had to do some weekend practices. And uh, I actually, she was closer to another high school than where I coached. And I picked her up and we drove to that other high school and had a practice on that other field, that other facility, <laughs> because mm. it was closer to where she was residing at the time. Uh, and that was a good distance away on a weekend. So if you want to be transformational, you're going to have to be willing to sacrifice you sacrifice your time and sacrifice your energy, you know, transactional, uh, that when I hear that word, I think it's more impersonal and just kind of right. cold, like it's business. I coach yeah, kind of business. You do, you, do you think that um, there's a risk with coaches becoming too professional in a sense and kind of being too, having too strict of boundaries? Um, obviously I think it's possible to have not enough, but is it possible to have, to be too rigid and too kind of arm's length with your athletes that, that basically you never really get to have that transformational impact because you're not understanding what's going on in their mind or their emotions. Yeah. I think it's important that you still, just like with my kids, you know, that you, you still have uh, you know, those, those rules mm -hmm. and the boundaries right. um, and, and expectations, you know, that you, yeah. that uh, they know where the line is. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I think if, if you develop the relationship first, that's going to help that on that part, because they're going to have that respect. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't have to always be concerned that they're pushing the boundaries or breaking the rules because we've developed that relationship and hopefully, you know, they're going to respect that. And, uh, and that I think helps alleviate a lot of those, those other issues with not having to worry about being so, you know, strict. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, David, thanks for coming on and sharing some really powerful stories. Um, definitely left me feeling inspired. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to share as we close out? Um, no, I just, I appreciate this a lot. It means a lot just to be able to kind of share, um, you know, kind of my heart, mm -hmm. share a little bit of my story, you know, and, um, at banquets, I've also gotten a little emotional. I kind of, for those people that know who Dick Vermeil is, yeah. <laughs> I said, I've got a little Dick Vermeil in me, <laughs> I, you know, get the, get emotional. Yeah. Got to, got to show that you care. So yeah. thanks for doing that. And thanks for sharing. So. Well, I appreciate it. 
Thanks for joining us for this special series with our Coach of the Year nominees. If you are enjoying the series and if you particularly enjoyed one of the interviews, make sure to go to our website, communityforcoaches.org, and vote for the coach that you believe deserves to win Coach of the Year. Until next time, keep coaching with purpose.